service. Well, if you've got your version notes open, if you've got your bulletin here, then uh, obviously it's a new year, New Year's Day. So, man, we're going to talk about some newness. We're going to talk about what God is wanting to do fresh in our lives. And the beginning of New Year is so often full of hope and a fresh resolve to live life differently. There's just something that's there that's just kind of hardwired in. I actually had to make a, a hadn't been to Walmart in a few days, and uh, uh, amazingly enough, with six kids, somehow we managed to go a few days without. Ah, I take that back. We went to Walmart in Austin. I just lied to you. I'm sorry. And uh, that's not a good way to start the New Year's. Lie to the people. No. And um, anyways. I did. I had to run over. We had some complications with some equipment. I had to run over to Walmart this morning. And as I go into Walmart and go over the hard little bitty hardware section that they have, where well, they have a whole row of treadmills. Why? Because they know people are thinking about losing some of that stuff right there. Some of the extra turkey and dressing and pie and, and uh, all the kind of good stuff that we just enjoyed. And uh, they know that there is this thing, this fresh resolve. And, of course, they're capitalists. They're going to capitalize on it, you know, jump on it and help facilitate it. And, uh, but we need to understand that this isn't just something that we get sucked into on a marketing thing, okay? This isn't just a man thing. There is something that, that historically that God has done with a fresh year. And we, even when we look back at the, at, the, <clears throat> at the Bible, even in the Old Testament, God even that correlated with calendar events would have different things of freshness. One of the biggies is this thing called Jubilee that happened every 50 years, where every debt was canceled. Isn't that a pretty cool concept? That every debt was canceled. And if somebody got in a bind and sold some family land, then in the longest, at least 50 years, then it would be, whoop, it would come back to the family. And everybody got that fresh start. It was the ultimate do-over. Every 50 years... And Jubilee, and it, boom, correlated, boom. It started on Israel's New Year's Day, okay? They also then, in a little tighter time frame, they had a, every seven years, they would have this time where they would give the land a rest, and, of course, and they had an agrarian culture. So they had to let and not plow and not plant for an entire year and trust God for an entire year as they gave the land rest. We actually see a, a point in time where, you know, the Israelites said, eh, forget that. We're not going to do that anymore. And they went a, <clears throat> a period of time that they didn't let it rest. And they end up in captivity in a long enough time to give the land the rest that it had missed. It was that big of a deal to God. That's these do-over moments, these refreshed moments. We even have, when we pull it in, even a little bit tighter time frame, not 50 years, not seven years, but there was something fresh every week called the Sabbath. And the Sabbath happened every single week. And it was this fresh do-over. The, the year, the week ended. And <clears throat> the, a beautiful thing, we're going to look at it in just a little bit of, of how it ends and how the new week begins but they're over and over again there's these, there's these calendar moments with god that there is this fresh start there is this do-over moment 
there is this, okay, let's put the past behind us. We're all on level playing field. Let's move forward. Folks, today we're all at a wonderful, beautiful do-over moment. Unless you had something horrible happen this morning, I hope you didn't. Guess what? All of the painful things you thought of, can think of, happened in a different year than this one. Every one of them. All your joys and accomplishments that you might want to revel in happened in a different year than this one. We're all fresh. We got new things. God wants to accomplish new things. We're going to let go of the pain and the hurt. It's, that's literally gone. You have to call up an old year that just doesn't even happen anymore. And so we are going to move fresh into this. Why? Because God, God is doing this. And so going into this year, on purpose, let's choose to let the new you that already exists in Christ shine through. We can try to, in our minds, try to want to fabricate something that maybe in our minds doesn't exist at all. But see, as believers, that's not what we're trying to do. What we're doing is that we're new creations in Christ. So what we do is we begin to allow that to shine through. That is the newness. It already exists. We just get pretty good at clouding it over with our humanness. And what what we need to do is allow what God is already doing in our hearts to begin to shine through in a greater way. Let's look at Philippians 1. It says, In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God who began a good work in you. And I don't care how long you have felt stalled. I don't care if you just feel like you've been on turbo with afterburners. Just going. God wants to continue it. He wants to continue it. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anybody, it's not if the, the preacher people are in Christ, it's not if the, you just prayed a prayer and are in Christ. It's not if you just read your Bible and gave a big wad of money are in Christ. If anyone, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And it's passing away. It's passing away. And the new is coming out. That is just one of the beautiful things. And here on the first day of this year, we get to remember that. That God is doing fresh stuff in our lives. Galatians 6 says, you know, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. Okay, it's like, well, why are we talking about this? This is talking about being people who are the children of God. Being people who are covenant and, and born that way. Or people that were away from God and had no covenant with God at all. Okay? Neither one of those things matter, okay? It don't matter if you were raised up in church or if you were raised up and dipped and died heathen, okay? It doesn't matter which way it was. Neither one of those things matter. What counts is the new creation. Why? Because that's a fresh start. We zeroed everything out. We're starting from that moment, and God is doing something new in us. So we've got this new creation. We've said yes to, to Christ, We have said, we need a Savior. He's Him. He did death 
that death counted for the, for the death I needed to do because of my mistakes and, and my selfishness. And then he rose to life and he gives me new life and the life I now live is in him and not in myself. <clears throat> and so we're in that place when we have placed our faith in Christ. And so now what we need to do is okay, that, that's, that newness is on the inside of us. And we need to understand this, that walking in the Spirit will cause us to avoid the New Year trap. Okay? Because I'm going to tell you, you, one of the things you need to understand about the enemy is he isn't very, very creative. What he does is he recognizes what God's doing and then he just tries to hijack it. Always. Always. He recognizes and sees something and then he just twists it just enough where it quits being life-giving. And you need to understand that today. Today. Because all of us are sitting there. You know, I'm more than likely the bulk of us, we go out to dinner. At lunch, we're going to order something we wouldn't normally order. We're not going to order the ultra-fat triple cheese. No, we're going to order the, the super lean and the side salad. Why? Because it's the new year. And we're going to do things a new way. Okay? So we're, we're, we're all thinking this already. So what we need to make sure we do is we avoid the new year trap. Because remember, again, this isn't this fresh thing at the beginning of the year. This isn't a man-made thing. This is something that God, I believe, is really, really doing in our hearts. Okay? We've got this expectation. We've got this thing that God's rolling around in us. And then, <clears throat> so what the enemy wants to do is to take that and... Okay, you want some new? You know, let's, let's have some new. Let's put all our energies in a new thing. So what we want to do is if we'll walk in the Spirit, we're going to avoid this New Year trap, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, because the enemy will come in and will try to hijack the true growth that our hearts desire. Because you can be doing the right thing, and it end up going in the wrong direction. My dad tells a story, and I've used this one <coughs> story before, uh, but um, they had had a bunch of different animals before. They didn't live on a farm or anything, but they just had like coops and, and raised different things, raised rabbits, raised pheasants, raised all different stuff. And at one point, they were raising chickens and had like 120 chickens. And they were in this little deal. And, of course, they would eat them. And my grandmother told my, my dad's older brother, he was about 12, he's about Weston's age. I can, I can see that Weston might would do this. And... Uh, and, uh, but he was told to go out, and uh, they, they had what usually have people over to the house, and that they were to go out and to wring a couple of chickens' necks for dinner, and to go out and go in and gra- catch the chicken, wring its neck, and then they were going to, you know, have, you know, fried chicken. So my uncle had a buddy over that had never experienced this kind of life. And so they go into the chicken coop, and they grab a chicken, and he grabs it by the head, and he pops it, throws it down, and I've never witnessed this. And so those that raised on farms and around, you know, poultry, um, that supposedly it hits the ground, and it like runs. And this little head's all flopped over, and it just runs. It's dead and don't know it. And and it's just going. And we we could preach that all day about dealing with our old self. But we're not. But we could. And, uh, uh, And so, and it's just, and it just would run around. So they had another one to do. So he let his buddy do that one. They just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So they, boom, ring that one. 
Well, they're like, well, you know, you know, we might need an extra chicken in case, you know. And so they ring another one. Well, I don't know if bloodlust or whatever happened, but something, something switched. And they went into the chicken coop with an assignment to get some dinner. And they ended up killing every chicken in that chicken coop. They rang every neck just watching those chickens run around and just thought that that was hilarious. I think that's why somebody invented uh, Nickelodeon or something. And so uh, give, them, give kids something else to watch. And uh, anyways, but they, they end up, it just got hijacked. They had an assignment that was a good thing to do. They were doing the right thing. And then the, the flesh, the desires, all this stuff, it took over and it turned it into an ugly. It turned into what it was supposed to do. My grandmother said she was so sick of plucking chickens. <laughs> Because she wasn't letting any of them go to waste. So those boys had to pluck all those chickens and get them ready for the freezer. And they ate a lot of chicken. And, um, <clears throat> but we need to make sure that we are walking in the spirit or else the enemy is going to find an opportunity to try to hijack this desire for change. Let's go ahead and we're just going to look at this. We're going to let the word play it out for us, okay? 1 John 2 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. <clears throat> if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For anything in the world, <clears throat> the cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires <clears throat> pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Let's look at this middle verse there in the New King James Version. It'll be on your screen, maybe in your bulletin too. Um, 1 John 2 in the New King James says, For all of this, <clears throat> all, of, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Okay? Those things have come in and have hijacked more than you're like, okay, well, this is, this is dealing with our sinful nature. You know what? We're going to see that this issue popped up prior to the original sin. This was something that has to be put down and ignored and pushed away. Why? Because that what we see with our eyes, what we are, <clears throat> our own cravings and our own pride will come in and try to hijack these things, okay? I mentioned, you know, the treadmill, wanting to get fit, right? Okay, taking care of the temple is a good thing. The Holy Spirit may come in and say, hey, Clark, you know what? You need to, you know, you need to get fit, you know? You've got a assignment on your life. You need, uh, you need to stay healthy. You will need to live your life in strength. So you need to eat better and you need to get fit. And you know what? That's a great, great reason for me to hit the treadmill and hit the gym and eat better. That's a great reason. Why? Because it's a life-giving thing. Okay? Now, I could, the pride of life could come in and go, you know what? Well, I just want to be shredded. I just want to be ripped. And I just want people to just think, oh, look at that guy. I wish I had biceps like him. Oh, I wish I had a six-pack. I'm assuming that one exists under there somewhere. And so, and, uh, and so, you know, and, and all of a sudden the pride of life comes in and I'm wanting attention. I'm wanting to, to <clears throat> feel good about myself, not because of him, but because of me. 
And then I hit the gym and I eat good and all the same things, different motivations. One is coming in and it's not life-giving. It's actually, it's destructive. And the other one is life-giving. What we want to make sure is these changes that we feel like God's doing in our life. What's the motivation? Let's not let the enemy come in, use the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to come in and hijack the real, genuine, true, life-giving stuff that God wants to do. Okay? Same thing with reading our Bible. Same thing with reading our Bible. You can say, oh, you know, we're about to start it. We're starting it today fresh, reading through the Bible again. We could sit there and be going, you know, well, I want to I read through my Bible because I want to get closer to God. I think this is a great thing. I've never read through the Bible before. I want to read through it all, and, and I'm really excited about learning. You know what? That's a great thing. You know what? <clears throat> or if you say, well, I want to read through the Bible because I know so-and-so didn't, and I'm going to read through it, and I'm going you know, to feel a little more spiritual than them. That is the pride of life. That is the wrong motivation. You're sitting there cracking it open. Who am I, head of so-and-so? You know, I read this. I bet you skipped, didn't you? No, that's the wrong motivation. You're doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Let's not let the enemy hijack it. All right, I am very excited about today. You've got a lot to cover. Um, let's look at Genesis 3. It says, But when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom... Look at it. She's not eaten yet. She's not done it. The original sin, bah, and then done. But look what happens. Look at this. She saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food. That lust of the flesh. I want to eat that. Was pleasing to the eye. Ooh, it's pretty. Lust of the eyes. And good for gaining or desirable for gaining wisdom. Oh, I'm going to be wise. Pride of life. Exact same things right here in Genesis 3. You'll read it tomorrow if you're reading through the Bible. <clears throat> she took some and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Man, God wants to do this. This is, a, this is a right now moment in your life. God wants to do some really good things. But stay in the Spirit. Stay in the Spirit. Say, God, what are you wanting to do and what are the reasons why? And I'm telling you, that will have so much, so much more behind it. This, I just want to get shredded. You have no Holy Spirit helping that. God isn't behind you trying to look shredded just so you can feel good about yourself, so you can try to make people envious of your body. To... to take care of yourself and be healthy and to take care of your temple and be able to do what you've called to do. Man, there's Holy Spirit help on that. But there's not on the other. Let's walk in the Spirit. 1 Timothy 4, 8. For physical training is of some value. The Bible has no problem with you taking care of your body and physically training. It's a good thing. It has some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Galatians 5 says, so I say then walk in the Spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is the antidote. That is the antidote to the lust of the flesh and all these things trying to come in and hijack what God's trying to do in your life right this second. Just stay in step with the Spirit. Stay in step with the Spirit, folks. Let's read that passage a little <clears throat> more. 
So I say, live by the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the desires of the sinful nature, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, what's contrary to the sinful nature, they're in conflict with each other, so that you don't, <clears throat> so that you do not do what you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Oh, this good stuff. Ephesians four, you were, <clears throat> you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self which is being corrupted, which is being hijacked, which is being messed over by its deceitful desires. They lie. They're, those desires lie, and we need to be liberated from those. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. Your, the way you think will shift. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Because see, folks, our growth in godliness is done through simple obedience to the direction of of the spirit that is where our growth comes from it's just simple obedience to what the holy spirit is doing and then just say god what what is it you'd have me to do today and just walk in that now god may reveal a plan okay i want you to do this many push-ups every day i want you to do this i want you to say this many sweet things to your wife i want you to do these things and they're all life-giving if they are <clears throat> if they're <clears throat> there and it's spirit-breathed. Galatians 3 says, Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? By human effort. Have you suffered so much for nothing if it really was for nothing? <clears throat> Does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law? Or because you believe what you heard. Consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now we need to understand that God always begins with his word. Okay? When we said there were today's reading was God speaking in Genesis. And creating the entire universe with his spoken word. <clears throat> we see here in John 1.1. 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Take some time today. Take some time today and let God speak fresh to your heart. Not, not, say, not you going, okay, what do I want? That's when the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come in and jack things over. Okay? Take some time and say, God, what do you want to do in my life this year? What are you, what are you wanting to do? And begin to jot those things down. Begin to write those things down and keep allowing. God's going to, His grace is going to be there for those things. And he always begins with His Word. <clears throat> Second John 1, 6 says, this, <clears throat> this is love, that we walk in obedience to His commands. As you have heard from the beginning, His command is that you walk in love. First Corinthians 2, However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. We, God's not wanting to leave you in the dark about what he's wanting to do in your life. You have the Holy Spirit as a believer. You have the Holy Spirit. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to you and speak to you. And then move forward from that spot, from that place. Now, does everybody have, does everybody have communion elements? 
as we're closing out here. I want us to do communion together. I know we did it on <clears throat> Christmas Day, the first day of the year. It'll be a while before we get an opportunity to do this together again on a Sunday morning. If you've been a part of Celebration Church very long, you know that I, I refer to this as a, as a bit of a reset button. God gives us to this, to the, these elements, this, this thing of communion. Because it is a reminder that we started this in the Spirit. God, God did this for us. Jesus was given for you and I so that we could be reconnected to Him. And you know what? If we're going to see the change that God is really genuinely working in your life, you're going to have to do it by the Spirit. You're going to have to allow the completed work of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ to really live in your life. See, one of the things is, is the, one of the beautiful parts of saying yes to the Spirit this year is that we don't just have a new year. We have a new day every day. A new day every day. Every day. And so here together, let's embrace. Let's embrace this. See, Lamentations 3. And all of it that this is in Lamentation. One of the ah, just... I mean, if this was a song, it'd be the blues. I mean, it was just, Lamentations is just wailing and, and crying out and just really just talking about how rough things have been. And here in Lamentations 3, it says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Walking into this new year, call this to mind. Have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for His compassions never fail they are new every morning great great is god's faithfulness folks we're not going into this new year saying my faithfulness is going to be better than it's ever been what we're going to do is say you know what we're going in this new year relying on god's faithfulness like never before that's what we're doing this year so I want you to take this element that represents the body that was <laughs> that lived, that taught, was born, and went to the cross, that took the beating, that was placed in a grave, that was risen, and that physically sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and I. This represents that body, the body of Jesus Christ. Died, buried, risen again. And we take this in, remembering that that was done for us. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this, representing the body of Christ. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that our sins really were atoned for. Lord, our sins really were taken care of. And Lord, we just embrace it now, fresh, right here at the beginning of the year. Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the new life and the new creation that we are. We thank you, Lord, that your faithfulness is new every morning. Lord, and we take it in fresh now in Jesus' name. And then you peel back and reveal the cup.
just the, <clears throat> represents the blood of Christ that was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. This is the blood that seals the covenant, reminding us that every promise that we were made to us is yes and amen in Christ. Not because we were good, but because Christ was perfect. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for the promises, Lord. And we're going to live in your promises. Lord, we're not trying to make a bunch of promises to ourselves today. We're done with that mess. Lord, we're here to say we're going to live in the promises you've made to us. You're faithful. And Lord, in simple obedience, we're going to walk and live in newness of life like never before. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, for <clears throat> the fact that we stand right before you because of what Jesus has done. And we drink it in now. Amen. Amen. I want to leave you with a thought I opened you with. Choose. Choose to let the new you that already exists in Christ. You just chew on that thought right there. I've been chewing on it and it just gets deeper and better. Ah, that, the new Brandon Clark that already exists in Christ. We want that to shine through. The new you that already exists in Christ. We want that to shine through. Not looking to create something new this year. You're already new. Let's let it shine. We want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to live in that. And to do that, you have to hit the starting gate. You have to say, you know what? I, I want this. Pastor, you've talked about this, this new life in Christ. I need that. I've not made that decision. And then you have that opportunity right now. I'd appreciate it if everybody would kind of create a quiet moment. For those that <clears throat> want to, <clears throat> that want or need to do that, I want you to just raise your hand. And we're just going to pray with you. A better way to start this year than saying, you know what? I choose Jesus. I need a Savior, and Jesus is Him. And if that's you, I want you to just slip your hand up. We're going to pray with you. All right. All right. Well, let's just stand together. I just want to pray over you as we go. We've got people with our prayer team. They'll be standing over here on both sides. If you're sick in your body, come over here and let them pray for you. If you're struggling with depression, let them pray for you. Don't leave here heavy-hearted. Don't leave here with, with things not addressed in prayer. we got people ready, standing here, ready to pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you.